Namaste. Welcome to your Boundless Yoga podcast for today. So to start our practice today, I'd like to invite you to come into a comfortable position. That might be in sitting on a chair, on the floor. It might even be in lying down. Take whatever props you need to support yourself so that you can find a place of comfort and ease. Because I had a little quote to read to you today. So set yourself up. Do those little adjustments to align yourself nicely. And then start your practice by following your breath in through the nose and doing a long soft sigh out between your lips. And then perhaps doing that again, following your breath in through your nose and you might even quietly say to yourself, I am. And then a long soft sigh out between your lips and you might quietly say to yourself, here, I am here. And last week in the podcast, we practiced a variety of different cat poses. And that got me thinking about why is it that there's so many poses in yoga that are named after animals? And I came across this really lovely quote from Amit Ray in his book, Yoga and Vipassana, an Integrated Lifestyle, where he explains why it is that there's so many yoga poses that are named after animals. So Amit says... Yoga talks about cat pose, dog pose, camel pose, monkey pose, bird pose. Why are there so many animal poses? Animals release their emotions and tensions by movements based on their body sensations. Our amygdala in the brain is carrying the fight or flight response. It has forgotten the art of releasing tensions. But when we're aware about the sensations, we can release them by aware, slow movements. So today as we practice a little menagerie of yoga poses, maybe you tune into your inner cat or your inner cobra. But ultimately, I invite you to really notice the sensations in your body, your physical body, maybe even in your heart and your mind. And notice the way those sensations inform and initiate your movements. And how being aware of those sensations and how they move your body might actually lead to some release of tension in your physical body and maybe even in your heart and your mind. So let's follow the breath in again through the nose, side out between the lips. Remind yourself, I am here, here in this body, here in this moment in time. And you can start to wriggle your fingers and your toes and maybe gently roll your head from side to side. 
you're lying down you might roll to one side so that you can use your hands and your arms to help you to make your way up to sitting and maybe you roll your shoulders a few times maybe you rotate your wrists You might even take a longer inhale breath and stretch your arms out to the side or up towards the ceiling. And follow your exhale breath as you release your arms down again. And now make your way over onto all fours. When you come over onto all fours, you might do a little bit of rocking from side to side. Left to right left to right. You might do a little bit of rocking backwards and forwards between your hands and your knees. You might even circle yourself around, circle your shoulders around over the top of your hands, your hips around over the top of your knees. Circling one way and then the other. And then making the circle smaller until you feel like you've got your weight balanced between left and right, between hands and knees, your four foundation points against the floor. And your spine might feel like it comes into neutral more easily here. And you could start to think about coming into some cat pose. You might take a moment just to notice the sensations in your body here on all fours. How does it feel in your shoulders, in your hips, the position of your spine, the flow of your breath in and out? And then is there a particular sensation that you feel yourself responding to, to start to calm into your upward and downward cat. Maybe it's the flow of the breath in and out of your body. Maybe it's the urge to arch your back towards the ceiling and round your shoulders, stretching out your back muscles. Maybe rather than some upward and downward cat, you feel like you need to do some hula hooping cat where you circle your waist and your rib cage around like you've got a hula hoop around your middle so that you can stretch into the sides of the waist and the rib cage as well as into your back muscles and your belly muscles. Just noticing which sensations initiate your movements. How do the sensations change when you move? Does something different happen to your breathing as you go from your upward cat to your downward cat? Or as you circle around in your hula hooping cat? Perhaps at some point you feel the urge to come off the hands, to come back into kneeling so that you can wriggle your fingers around and rotate your wrists again before you kind of walk your hands back onto the floor, kind of walking them out like a cat into your all fours position again. Maybe you start to walk the hands away a little bit further in front of you. And then maybe tuck the toes under. 
As you come up into your downward dog pose, you might notice where does that movement get initiated from? Is it a push of the hands or a push of the feet? How did that urge arise to make your way up into your downward dog pose, to lift your hips towards the ceiling? Was it that you really needed to paddle your heels and stretch out the back of your legs? Did you feel the urge to be upside down for a little while, tail in the air, head towards the floor? As you stay in your downward dog pose, maybe notice, is there still some sensations in the body or the heart or the mind? I invite you to make some little adjustments to your position. To step the hands and the feet a bit wider apart. To do a bit of rocking backwards and forwards between the hands and the feet. Maybe to kind of wag your tail from side to side in the air. And then let's take the knees back onto the floor again. And maybe you come into a few more rounds of your cat pose. So perhaps you have an urge to stretch the spine out again, arching it towards the ceiling. And then lifting the head and the tail, contracting the back muscles. Maybe tuning into that flow of your breath. Connecting your breath and your movement from an upward cat to a downward cat. Maybe experimenting with that hula hooping cat again. Taking your waist and your rib cage around in some circles. Circling one way and then the other. And then perhaps tucking the toes under again. Maybe making some adjustments to the hands and the feet already. So that you feel like you're grounded. As you make your way up into your downward dog pose again. Floating the hips up towards the ceiling. Again, maybe the urge to rock your weight backwards and forwards between your hands and your feet. Or to paddle your heels and stretch out the back of your legs. And then notice how there's probably a point where you feel like you want to take your knees back to the floor again. And then let's lower ourselves all the way down onto the floor, down onto our bellies. And then come into a cobra pose. So you might kind of initiate that by pressing the hands into the floor and feeling the heart lift. Like you're rising up like that cobra. And then maybe you feel the urge to lower back down again. And then maybe the urge to press with the hands again. Maybe you can feel the back muscles contract. And maybe you lower back down again. And maybe something happens with your breathing and you notice that supports you to come up into your cobra pose again. And maybe you stay for a little bit this time. As you stay in your cobra pose. Again, is there some sensations? In the physical body, 
in the heart and the mind. And maybe invite you to make some adjustments here. Maybe you rock the hips from side to side. Maybe you lower down a little bit in your cobra. It's not such a high cobra. And you find a more comfortable place to breathe in and out. Maybe you notice that your forehead isn't quite so wrinkled up. You're not frowning anymore when you adjust your position. And then you might feel that urge to come back out of your cobra. You could lower yourself back down onto your belly on the floor. You might pause for a moment. Just notice the sensations in the body. And then rearrange your arms and your hands so that you can pick yourself up off the floor again. Come back onto all fours. And then tuck your toes underneath behind you and make your way up into one more downward dog pose. You might notice where that lift comes from as you come into your downward dog pose, as you float your hips up towards the ceiling. You might notice that this downward dog pose feels a little bit different to the two that you did previously in your practice. And then you could lower your knees back onto the floor again. Maybe you have the urge to do a bit of rocking from side to side or circling around again, circling the shoulders around over the top of the knee, the hands, the hips around over the top of the knees. Circling one way and then the other. And then we'll make our way into a pigeon pose. So you might stretch the left leg out behind you, reach the foot away. Maybe you notice your weight rocks backwards. And then bend your knee and draw your knee forwards underneath you. Bring your shin to the floor underneath you. And let's start to turn that left knee out so that the left ankle, the left foot might start to kind of wriggle forwards a little bit towards the right hand. And maybe we have the urge to adjust the position of the hips here or to slide the right leg further away behind us on the floor. And we might press down with the fingertips against the floor and lift the heart. Lengthen the front of the body. And then maybe you feel like it's the right time to fold forwards over that left leg, that bent leg. You might come down onto the forearms. And when you get into your pigeon pose again, noticing is there some little adjustment that you feel the urge to make. You might rock your hips from side to side. You might adjust the position of your forearms on the floor. You might notice how you position the head. You might notice how you're breathing here. 
how much tension there is in your forehead. And when you feel like you've spent long enough on this first side, you probably want to reposition the hands and the arms again. And how are you going to pick yourself up off the floor? Maybe with, it's a, with, it's with a big push of the hands against the floor. Maybe it's by rocking to the side slightly. And make your way back up onto all fours again. And then let's come to the other side. So you could stretch your right leg away behind you, reaching the right foot away. And then bend your right knee and bring it in underneath you and bring your right shin to the floor. And then start to turn out the right leg so that the right ankle, the right foot starts to come around towards the left hand. You might have to adjust the position of the hands. You might feel like you need to adjust the position of the hips. Or slide the left leg away behind you a bit further. Maybe you take a moment to press the hands, the fingertips into the floor. And maybe you inhale as you feel your heart lift. Lengthening through the front of your body. Before you fold forwards. You might come down onto the forearms. As you come into your pigeon pose again. Noticing is there some little adjustments. We pay attention. We really fully experience the pose. What do the sensations in our in our body, in our heart, in our mind tell us about how we need to adjust ourselves? What does our breathing tell us? What do we notice about how much tension there is in the forehead? And when we feel like we've spent an equal amount of time on this second side, how do we rearrange ourselves to come out? So we rearrange the hands so that we can press them in the floor to lift ourselves up. Do we slightly roll to one side? Making your way back onto all fours again. You might take a bit of time again to rock side to side. To circle around, circling shoulders over the top of the hands, hips over the top of the knees. Maybe you feel the urge to do a bit more upward and downward cat or some hula hooping cat. And then you might like to walk your hands back in towards your knees, come into kneeling. And maybe you stay in kneeling. Maybe you make your way into sitting on the floor. Maybe you lie down on the floor. You might take some time to wriggle your fingers and your toes. To rotate your wrists. To gently roll your head from side to side. 
Maybe roll your shoulders. And then pause and feel into the body and just notice what sensations do you find here in the physical body, in the heart, in the mind. Where are you being invited to be right now? Sitting, lying. Where is your place of comfort and ease? And take a little bit of time here at the end of your practice to be in that place. To feel into the physical body the heart and the mind, to notice the effects of your practice and consider how you might be able to carry some of the goodness of the practice with you as you go back into the rest of your day. Shanti, peace.